0: It's Open Threads. I'm Brian Castle. It's my podcast. Welcome to it. Today my friend Ian Landsman is back on the show. We're going to continue our conversation and you know, if there's any friend who I feel comfortable enough to venture into some conversation around news, world news, even into a little bit of politics, it would be Ian. <laughs> Here's my real-time-ish update for you, and I'm recording this one on May 6th, 2024. First, I just want to say that once and for all, the name of this podcast, I'm sticking with the name Open Threads. (laughs) You may have noticed I had briefly renamed it there uh, in early 2024. I was using the name Full Stack Founder. Well, long story short, I'm sunsetting that brand name and that website. It was a short-lived project that just didn't quite stick. So, this podcast is back to its original name, Open Threads, from here on out. Okay, so uh, my. So, as for my update, uh, you know, my main focus now continues to be instrumental products. That is my product studio where I partner with clients, mainly on UI and UX work. And uh, I specialize in designing modern interfaces for SaaS companies, and I deliver my designs in the form of coded HTML and Tailwind CSS templates and components. So that's the, uh, the main um, service that I've been working with a couple of clients lately on, and uh, it's something that I continue to, uh, to really double down on the rest of this year. Other than that, I'm spending the rest of my time building out some new software products of my own to uh, to add to my small portfolio. My main SaaS product, Clarity Flow, continues to run smoothly uh, with my small team, and we're always working on some imp- improvements there. So that's my update for now. On to the show. He's one of the few friends of mine who is not only a news junkie, just like I am, but he's much more open and public about what he's thinking on various topics in that realm, much more than I am. I am a, a news junkie, but I just don't share as much publicly, like on Twitter and whatnot. But part of the reason I started this podcast was to get into topics uh, like this that that I am interested in talking about and thinking about and learning different perspectives on. Although, to be honest, Ian and I probably share many of the same opinions, some different. But anyway, I I thought it was a really good chat talking about specifically news diets and where we get most of our information from and how we balance what we're paying attention to and who we're paying attention to. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. And if this sort of stuff is not your thing, yeah, you can skip it. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about something completely different. That's open threads for you. For now, let's talk news with Ian. (music) fun kind of speculating about this stuff i'm going to do like a hard turn into this other segment this won't be a long one but i'm trying to find opportunities to talk about topics that are outside of our normal software startup land and all right so here's just a random thing that i've been thinking about lately right like in terms of news consumption news diets right i know you're a fellow news junkie like like i am right you're much more public about it on twitter than i'm willing to There's so many like political tweets and stuff that I end up deleting and and don't put out there. But (laughs) it's probably better. (laughs) All right. So I've I've been a paying subscriber to The New York Times for many years now. And I do follow a lot of news outlets, but that's I think that's the only one that I actively pay for. But lately, more and more, I've been feeling like. Not that I'm going to unsubscribe from The Times, but it's not fulfilling the the job to be done for me anymore, like I feel like i I need to expand the range of of news that I'm consuming. you know, most people are like, oh i I need to quit news for a while. it's too much <laughs> I'm not looking to get more news, I'm just looking for more variety of opinion, I think, and there was a time a couple of years back where everyone they still hate on The Times. But everyone, you know, for a long time, like, oh, NYT is way leaning left and they're so biased and all this stuff. And I didn't really buy into that for so long. Like, you could make your arguments about the opinion writers, but I mean the actual news, Right, right, right. you know, I'm like, no, there's still some of the best journalists in the world. And if you want to find out what's happening in the world, you look at the front page of the New York Times. That's been my attitude. But I feel like in, in recent times, that's less and less true. And they're like major world happenings or or just things that should be reported on that are not making it into the front page of the New York Times that I think should. And it just has me thinking like, what am I missing? What should I be expanding into? Anyway, the question that I have for you is like, what does your news diet kind of look like these
1: days? Um. Well, all right. Well, in terms of things we pay for, we pay for the Times and the Washington Post and the Atlantic, I think. And... I would say like the Times, the main draw of the Times actually my wife loves to read the physical paper on the weekends. So we get the Sunday Times. Getting the hands dirty. I like She like it. is in there <laughs> reading the paper, old school style. But then obviously it lets you like read online or whatever. Like I don't ever really go to the homepage of the New York Times dot com or anything like that, or even the Washington Post. I mean, I think the two main like ongoing sources would be Just Twitter people I follow. I mean, I follow enough political people and news people that I feel like, I mean, Twitter is still like the fastest way to get news. (laughs) I feel like like, there's nothing faster than Twitter. Um, And then I actually really like, and this is like, you know, strong feelings on this possibly, but I really like uh, Google News. Like, I actually think Google News does a pretty good job of like.
0: So it's like curating different feeds
1: yeah like if you go to news.google.com i think it is like they just curate and you know they're tracking your butt all over the place so like they know what you're reading and everything but then they're feeding you like i think they do a good job of like showing other types of things like they're definitely showing you the stuff you it knows you're interested in but i do think you get like here's a often like on a big story there's like the main one but then there's like multiple other sub to different news outlets and things yeah. and then there's um topics which i would never have searched out which it shows like usually farther down so like that's usually where i'll scroll through
0: i never started using apple news which i guess is a similar concept right. to that They sort yeah, of yeah i didn't really it. got
1: into that either i don't know it was also sh- hard to share links from it or something like it always links to apple news links and i find mm-hmm. they don't work or something <laughs> so, yeah i don't know
0: yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes check the headlines on like on the Washington Post. The ones that I make the daily rounds are like I do go through the whole basically the homepage of the New York Times and rabbit hole into different places from there. And then Axios is the other one that I read a lot. I like the format, how they do like the bullet points and very concise. I also like that, like and I'm sure many people on on the right or conservative would would disagree with this, but like I find them to be pretty close to center down the middle, like just the facts, just give me the news. And that's what really turns
1: me off about people don't want that, right? Like the reality is people don't want that. Like that's the reality. <laughs> that's the unfortunate. It's thing. Like, like the reality is I do in terms of
0: reading the New York times, I spend more, most of my time there reading opinions, right? Right. That's where I feel like I'm missing real big picture on all the major stuff going on. Like other ones that I'm interested in now are like I'm reading the the Morning Brew more than I used to, the newsletter, which I'm sure just they just curate from all the major news but like that too feels like a little bit down the middle.
1: Yeah, Bloomberg, I actually really like Bloomberg the, was Bloomberg the other one that I, I does I this don't newsletter. It's pretty good. You have to be a paying member. I'm not um, a paying member on there. That's I the one that them. I was looking at
0: actually this week. Like if I'm gonna pick up a new subscription, like Bloomberg might be the one where it's like it, it's sort of Gives me like a a different balance of what I'm getting from New York Times, you know.
1: The Bloomberg newsletter, that's like a morning and evening newsletter. I think they do like is super good, like because it's like just a paragraph on like three paragraphs with like each one's like the top story, you know, a top story type thing, and then other stuff in there, and that does a really good job too. I really like that a lot. How about like tech news? Like, what are you following? Uh, I mean, I just like follow Twitter. Like, I mean, I don't really follow follow too much you know what
0: i actually i do pay news. for i'm not, um, i mean i'm
1: following everybody on twitter who I, i'm interested in the, in the tech i'm interested in so i'm kind of like yeah i don't really go other places for that
0: i am a fan of reading john gruber's blog i don't agree with his opinions on everything you know and he's like a super like apple right apple obsessed journalist i guess but him and ben thompson who runs Stratechery he's awesome
1: yeah yeah, he's the other thing I subscribe to. See, if I knew yeah. I was going to have a list of subscriptions, well, yeah, Ben Thompson, the two I'm, of them, like I subscribe it. to that. That's like amazing.
0: I don't think that I subscribe to Stratechery, but I subscribe to their podcast.
1: Okay.
0: Their paid podcast, uh, Dithering. And that's pretty cool. It's like, I think it's like twice yeah. a week, exactly 15 minute episodes, right. just
1: talking I'm about like whatever the main,
0: also. the major uh, story All is. All ca- the yeah, yeah. tech stuff. Yeah.
1: No, uh, if you're interested in the tech, like strategy or however he says it, I don't know. The name is horrible, but <laughs> he's the best. Like the analysis yeah. Deep is unbelievable. Dive like article. yeah, So good. Like exposed me to all kinds of interesting things. So definitely do that. And that's just pure tech really. Like, Where are you at on like television? Like are you like anti-news? Oh, uh, no. Or? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Television news? No. Not really doing too much TV news. Like I have that old man nostalgia for like, just throw me some Peter Jennings for half an hour, an hour at night. Yeah. Like that would be great, but I don't know. It doesn't really exist anymore. And it kind of doesn't fit into modern life exactly for like at six we're all sitting there and we're going to watch Peter Jennings. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I've definitely moved away. I, you know, years ago I, I was a junkie for all things, politics and, and, right. and all that. I still follow it, but like, I've definitely become a lot more turned off by, mainstream television news so like msnbc cnn fox you know i'm just not in that camp i can't watch that
1: right (laughs) (laughs) but but the um but even the other ones are sort of unwatchable from a like not necessarily extremist perspective but even just like there's something about the format that doesn't work for me
0: yeah and, and and just anything that is so clearly like you're preaching to the choir is not right. interesting to me at all you know right. like anything after whatever seven or eight p.m at night is not I mean I don't have cable right. anymore but in terms of like getting right. that the stuff opinion like not, shows yeah and the stuff, opinion yeah. Show.
1: plus I feel like that's where I feel like Twitter has replaced all that for me like I get yeah. everybody's opinion I hear everybody's opinion what both sides like you know what though there, there are Twitter some, a few times a day I got it like there are
0: some television shows that I think still do a good job of this like I I do Tune in to uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, like almost every I knew every you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's going to be people who are like, oh, like I hate that guy or, or that show or whatever. But I feel like that is one of the few shows where he actively invites opposing opinions to a table to legitimately, like, debate a topic. You know, it's kind of crazy to me how... How little of that there is on television and podcasts and and whatever else. Well, that's like like
1: they're not gonna even have debates at the presidential election. That's insane
0: to me. You know, and and even debates. We're not having any
1: debates anymore. Just hash it out on Twitter. It's just
0: insane. Like just if if you believe in an opinion, as everyone obviously does, why don't you go fight it out, you know, and try to win the argument? I don't know why that is not a more popular thing.
1: I think because it's all about like it's not about like collaborating to the best solution which ultimately even a debate is sort of theoretically about right it's just about like you have your talking points that are known to work and against the targets your targets which are your your constituency and you don't want anything to risk being off message right your message is obviously trump had very specific messages right about who's bad and what they're doing wrong and all that stuff and like what's the point of opening that up and letting even those people hear another perspective? Like you want to just keep them in the, the echo chamber. So, I mean, I think it makes total sense from the diabolical minds from that sp- are involved. Like a strategic but, political mind. Right, I, I yes, sort of get it, but at the right. same time, it's like- Is it good for the country? No, it's not. Uh,
0: yeah, and I, I actually do think that like it turns off, I don't know if there's actual polls to reflect this, but like I think that there's a growing middle- middle of the road voter, I feel like I'm very much in that camp and I'm like gettable who can make an argument. But like and then I get turned off by the extremes on both sides. Right. So and I feel like if, if these parties actually start to try to bring the argument to the middle like that would.
1: But the problem is that that's not how the structure of the parties like the primaries and stuff are not built around any of that. Right. The primaries are not built around the middle. They're only they're literally built around the extremes because they're built around the people who will vote on May 14th in an off year for some random dude like that, like mm-hmm. when nobody's paying attention and that's going to be the like fringe elements a lot and yeah. so I think that that's why, that's why it's all kind of got leveraged up here in large part because the system is not built for that kind I think of the... nuance, discussion or middle ground and stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess I watch like the Daily Show, more more for like news that's sort of like entertaining <laughs> Hey, real quick. This podcast is sponsored by Instrumental Products. That's my product studio where I and my small crew, we take new product ideas from concept to launched. I'm a full stack product designer and developer, and I love collaborating with fellow founders, creators, and SaaS companies to bring that spark of energy into new product ideas. Think of Instrumental Products as your shortcut to shipping that next idea and getting it into the hands of your customers as efficiently as possible. Got something to ship? Let's talk. Visit InstrumentalProducts.com to learn more. The only other TV thing that I watch is The Circus on Showtime.
1: Oh, I don't even know what that is.
0: Uh, you know uh, John Heilman? hmm So he produces it. It's him. Okay, And like three other hosts, I forgot their names, but it's like two that are like left wing, two that are more right wing and they all, all right. co-host. And basically it's not like an opinion show, but they're just sort of like reporting on the big stories this week. And then they talk to both Democrat and Republican and, and other people involved. Like, and it's really, really well produced in terms of like the cinematography and the way that they put it together. It's It's pretty cool. But like, it's just like one of the few things where it's like, Wow, you actually hear opposing, like, I'm not going to agree with half the things that are talked about here, but it's, at least I'm I'm exposed to it,
1: you know? Yeah, no, it's, and it's hard because it's also like, I mean, like, people who follow my Twitter feed probably think I'm quite far left, but I'm actually really not. Like, in my actual opinions, I'm actually not that far left, Yeah. but I am, like, very far left in terms of, like, I'm very opposed to Donald Trump, so, like, that comes off as a certain perspective. And but that doesn't mean like I might have more nuanced positions on fiscal policy or abortion even or all kinds of things. Yeah. There is also this element right now of like. I'm the
0: same way, like in my life, I've tended to to vote left. But I find myself now, especially in the last couple of years, more and more just disagreeing with more of the policies and people on the left. But I'm still in a place where like there's no world where I can vote for the GOP. (laughs) <laughs> like
1: right. like right. That's, that's just that's right. just not it's going like, to happen. Right, but there it does feel like there should be some
0: options. Like they've gone off the edge of the cliff whereas like on the left they're becoming a little bit more crazy but still still in the realm of sanity. This is where I get where I'm like I'm gettable. If any of the sane Republicans were right, to break if you off, ran
1: somebody normal, sure, right. Yeah. Or no, but I mean like if
0: they were to break off and I know a third party is like impossible in in this country, but like if that were to gain traction I'm the
1: market that they could get, and I feel like there's a lot of people here, you know. Yeah, but the the thing is, it's all sort of structured so that they don't need you. Like that's the thing, right? Like they win without well, majorities. Do, do and they? So, I mean, do, do I, they know, win? They haven't. I don't know. They haven't. Yeah, I mean, you have to have <laughs> overwhelming overwhelming efforts. So yeah. hopefully that could happens in areas, especially around Trump it seems impossible that it could be like this forever uh, like ongoing for a long time, but I know. maybe it can be, I don't know. I do think it's like, I've been a huge loss in just in terms of news to like, when you had, and I'm sure like they weren't straight, straight news people, but like ultimately like when, the when everyone agreed filtered, on, the, on what the facts are, you know? Yeah. Like it's like if Dan rather and Peter Jennings and the other guy broke call, they're all kind of giving you the same thing and they're trying to at least play it sort of straight. And I'm sure they had their biases and blah. blah, blah. But like everybody watched that. Everybody had a similar set of facts. And then you could go to like your opinion places to get the opinions. There was always magazines or whatever, like where people could get their stronger opinions and that's fine. But you could kind of operate off core set of facts. Whereas like without the core set of facts, it's just a freaking free for all. So I don't know.
0: And just like a, a different set of like, yes, we might disagree on like whatever tax policy or foreign policy, but like, that's just our opinions on that. It's not like life and death the way that it, it seems like it is today. You know? Anyway, well, yeah. for the few people who are still tuning into this uh, political <laughs> chatter on this like sort of business podcast.
1: I like I like a podcast that wanders from its core premise. Like, yeah, you can't have it be too on the nose. That's literally those why are, I, named those are boring.
0: This, I named this thing Open Threads
1: for that purpose. It, it can go in any direction. So that's that's what this is. No, I listen to very few podcasts that are like, this is what we talk about every single, I basically listen to none except the rewatchables because I love movies. And even that, it's kind of different every time. It's is that
0: movies, the thing from like Bill Simmons
1: and all that? Yeah, that, Bill Simmons. Yeah. That's the best podcast out there. That's and
0: you know cool. what? That's another news. I do read The Ringer just the website, just to get like random, like, it's so funny how they mix, culture. they mix like culture and TV with like NBA news.
1: Right. Like that's <laughs> like the whole site, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's kind of genius, right? You like yeah. figure out that like those groups overlap, an overlap. heavily and yeah. it's worked. Yeah. It got bought Crazy. for $200 million, right? So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey Ian, uh, it's great, uh, great to kind of ramble about random stuff here. Yeah, I love it. I'll have to have you back on and we'll figure
1: out some other random topic to cover. I'm always available to talk about nothing, just let me know. <laughs> awesome.
0: That does it for today's episode of Open Threads. What'd you think? Let me know on Twitter or X. I'm at Castjam. And you can find the full videos for all episodes of Open Threads on the YouTube channel for this podcast. That's youtube.com slash open threads. One more thing, I'd really appreciate if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. That helps a lot. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one.